All your life was spent moving further and further from home, from a village to a bigger village, to a city and finally abroad, in your quest for a better education. But now, living half a world away in Michigan, you find that the sacrifices and distances are taking their toll, that for the first time, you are truly struggling. So you do something that is at once the hardest and simplest thing to do. You ask for help. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. I have noticed here in U.S. people manage their time quite efficiently. Everyone would just go onto Google Calendar or any other type of calendar and add up all the slots on that calendar to help uh, manage their schedule. Back in Pakistan, we don't do like that. We just uh, go with the routine. Whatever is going on, we would just be with them. Like if I'm a teacher back in Pakistan, if I'm a teacher, I would simply plan for my classes only. I would not plan for having a meeting with students. I would not plan for having a time with my family, those basic things. So we just take them as granted. But here in U.S., people would set up time for meeting their parents. Back in Pakistan, we think it is odd that we should have some certain time slot for our parents because parents, they think that they should ha- always have time for us. So definitely we have always time for them. But to help our schedule, we, we should have some slots specifically uh, arranged for our parents, for our family, for brother, for sister, for friends, for a specific friend, for students. So I think this is something that I would take away with me. This week, moving further and further from home, a Muslim majority in Michigan and finding strength by asking for help. Join us on a journey from Islamabad, Pakistan to Detroit, Michigan, and helping yourself to help others. It's 22.33. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And that's what we call cultural exchange. Uh, hello, this is Shahbaz Ahmad. Uh, I'm from Pakistan, uh, and I'm a Fulbright PhD scholar at uh, Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I'm doing my PhD in medical physics and specializing in radiation oncology. My story starts with uh, right in my school. I didn't have a very good high school in my village. So I started cycling, like using a bicycle, to travel almost 10 kilometers from my home to go to a small town, another small town in uh, which we had a good high school. Then for my upper high school, I ended up going another like 100 kilometers. And in my bachelor's, I was again in like in the similar like travel thing. I was away from home. And then in my master's, I went all the way from one part of the Pakistan to the other, from Islamabad to Karachi, a thousand kilometer. Then I realized I should go to the other part of the world. Because I'm a travel and adventure guy, I wanted to explore how the people in that world would be in terms of their culture, in terms of their food, in terms of how they excel, 
And I wanted to learn a lot about uh, different questions that I had in my mind. And I thought like traveling to the other side of the globe, it would always be helpful for me. So this led me to, uh, uh, to have a decision that I would go to US for my PhD. During the process of Fulbright, and even before the Fulbright process, I was always trying to convince my family that I should go out of Pakistan for my PhD. And my wife, she didn't want it. The reason was because she wanted to stay closer to her parents. So she was right in her restriction, and I was also right. Sometimes I had bad fights with my family that, no, I'm going, this is my life, you can't dictate me, things like that. Sometimes I was polite, and the polite thing worked. So they, with a heavy heart, they allowed me to opt US, but then they said, we still have restrictions that US people might be bad for you. The moment when there was a political change in U.S. and there were speculations that U.S. would not grant visa to most of the Muslim countries, the list of six countries, it did not came, but we were fearful that we, even if we have won the Fulbright scholarship, we still might not get the visa. That was a crazy moment. Most of my friends who got the Fulbright, we all were in uh, contact through Facebook and WhatsApp groups. Uh, we were having discussions that what would happen if we don't get the visa. We already had resigned from the jobs and having another job, it is very difficult in Pakistan. Those were the crazy like obstacles that came on my way when I opted the Fulbright. But with the help of friends, with the help of some teachers, I was able to overcome all those obstacles. Whenever I go back to Pakistan or even if I talk to someone on call, they ask me like, how is it in U.S.? We thought like U.S. is not good for Muslims. You have a beard. You uh, dress up like Pakistanis. So would they feel bad if you have beard or would they feel bad if you have like a kurta, shalwar kameez? I was shocked that people have very, very uh, odd thoughts about U.S. I, I clarified them that this is not how it works in U here in U.S. They allow you, in terms of your religion, in terms of your culture, to roam around very freely. I was able to convince my family that U.S. is not bad. Then uh, at the next level, I was able to convince my relatives. And at third stage, now I'm planning to have some uh, like videos, short videos about U.S. and also this podcast. Uh, it would help explain to the people that U.S. is not like you think and also recent the recent tensions among the u.s president and pakistani prime minister they had a fight on twitter so these are the things that happen with every country they everyone have like disagreements and agreements but it has nothing to do with an individual like me so as long as we are doing good as long as we are fulfilling our requirements for the visa we are good Michigan was never a top priority because I didn't know much about U.S. at that time. So this was the time when Fulbright people came. This is the scholarship in which you can go and not only you can study, but also you can share your culture. I thought it is cool. I should go. And uh, the American people, they would learn more about us and we would learn more about them. 
So when I got the interview call, I did my best on the interview. I got the scholarship. The moment I got scholarship, there was a, a changing like movement in my life that, okay, this is the thing. I have it. I should go. There were some family issues. I'm a married guy. I have a baby. My family was not uh, very prepared to come to U.S. They had their reservations that, okay, this uh, U.S. is too far. So what if, what if like something happens to my family, then uh, I, I won't be there with them. Like if some family member dies, we cannot travel because they have to bury a family member very soon as per our religion. So that was a like quite tough situation because my family was not willing to send me even. They were uh, have, having a heavy heart to send me here, but I was able to convince ultimately. I had to quit my job to come to U.S. That was also a tough decision to quit that job, but I made it for the sake of PhD and U.S. and Fulbright. When I was applying to uh, a Fulbright program and I was like uh, in a part of our application, they required us to name few universities. At that time, you know, Pakistan have a very bad impression of Americans, unfortunately. So we think that uh, most of the states are not Muslim friendly. It was a stereotype. But at that time, I searched that what is the Muslim population and how are the Muslims? Are they happy over there? And I came to know that there is a small town called Hamtramck in Michigan and it is the Muslim majority town. I was surprised that how come a town in US have Muslim majority and they have specific laws allowing Muslims to be more like free in terms of their religion. And also like I, I, I was able to know that anywhere in US you have like full religious freedom. So my stereotyping thing, it, it got killed during the process of Fulbright. Like I was not that uh, guy that who was believing in those stereotypes. I always knew that Americans are good, but you always have some fear. So Michigan was my preference in terms of like community. Then when I came to know that Wayne State has accepted me for their medical physics program, then I explored a little bit more. And I found out that there is another town, Dearborn, in which they have a lot of Middle East people. And I can have halal food, as per my religion, I can I can have everything uh, for my day-to-day -day, uh, religious activities as well as my living. So I was happy that uh, this is the best university for me. So back in Pakistan, uh, whenever I was roaming around in different cities of Pakistan, I always had experiences of being inspected at different like entrances of the city and even entrances of different buildings. I had a mindset at that time that whenever I would go to US, everyone would, would question me. Everyone would question me that who you are and where you came from. I had beard, I had a cultural dress. So I thought that whenever I would go from one state to other state or even from one city to other city, people would question me and that would be a difficult situation for me. But the moment I landed here in US, I was amazed that people won't bother you unless you bother them. I never have been in encountered by someone while you are here. I recently went to a, a camping adventure thing with some of my American friends uh, and also some of like Asian friends. It was sort of a multi-ethnic uh, group. So uh, part of that adventure, I realized that Everyone is a human and like everyone have similarities. 
if we work on our only on our uh, differences if we just think of our differences they might be a lot but if we want to think about our similarities there are a lot of similarities so i ended up having a good connection with america and having a good uh, grasp on how to deal with american people how to immerse in that culture i'm still learning but but i feel that it is always uh, very easy if if you are interested uh, to bridge with people with, from different cultures so it has been so good so far I would like to just share a little uh, moment when I uh, I was like in my first month in US. When you're moving in a gallery, people uh, who are moving forward, they would be on their uh, right side and they would be pretty organized. You would find two lines, one coming uh, and one going. Back in Pakistan, people move haphazardly. I found this thing very interesting. I thought I should share this uh, with everyone in Pakistan. I want to tell this to everyone that when you are in a gallery and you want to avoid the like collisions between people if you are around a blind corner you want to avoid the collision the best way is to use the american way and it is not all about like you are going to be an american you would still be pakistani but you would just learn a new thing that helps you In my first semester here in US I was uh, pretty much struggling with almost everything so when I uh, got my visa I also applied for the visa of my family and they joined me here in US right away with me I was struggling very much uh, with my uh, academics and then my family they could not uh, get adjusted here my wife she was feeling very lonely she's a housewife so the moment like when in morning I was going for class she would be left alone in the apartment and in all the apartment building she would be probably the only woman in that apartment because everyone would be on job so she was feeling uh, very depressed she said that okay i feel that at this moment i should go back later if i found that i i would be able to cope with this culture then i can come again at that moment i could have gone to a psychologist or a counselor to help my wife bridging into this culture but i was struggling with my own academics i just decided that okay you want to go back you would have a better uh, environment over there you won't have me but you would have other people over there so when she left me it was another struggle without family so i was able to pass all of the exams but I noticed that I was skipping most of the deadlines of the assignments. The faculty was kind enough to allow me like uh, to relax me in terms of those deadlines, but I was feeling bad that I should not skip a deadline. That moment I decided that I should consult a counselor how to succeed academically as well as professionally. I was lucky enough to get psychological services of the Wayne State University. They they were kind enough to listen to my story, listen to my problems and figure out like where is the problem the moment when i entered the caps building before that moment 
there were a bunch of things going always in my head like why i am here in us why am i away from my family i quit a job a decent job and now i am in a student status i was having a good professional life a good salary so now i'm struggling with my finances why is this thing happening to me and my kid is like away from me so i i consulted the counselor on these aspects and she said okay look make a list what are your problems and then prior- prioritize that which problem you want to address first so my counselor she helped me to get ideas out of my brain not out of her brain just to help me uh to uh, solve my problems and at the end of my uh, i think 10 sessions with them i realized that i'm now a changed individual this was an amazing thing back in pakistan whenever i had a problem i got support from family but sometimes family might not be the best venue to consult about something here in us every university have a counseling department or psychological department for students i personally think that if you have an issue discuss with someone it is beneficial for you only not about don't think about other people that what would they think they would think you are mad no even if they think that you are mad keep them thinking and just go away with your life after my experience with counseling and psychological services of Wayne State uh, i i realized that my academics are now good my recent experience at uh, wisconsin medicine a fulbright seminar where i was uh, mentor for the first year fulbright grantees so uh, part of that experience i came to know that i'm the happiest phd student that was amazing for me because everyone else they were always complaining about their program about their city about their finances about their supervisor but i was not complaining and the reason because i knew that problems are always there you just have to either solve them or wait and see like how it goes i i found that counseling and psychological services helped me I plan to uh, start this thing first from my family. So I would figure out that that the people who are always freaking out in the family, I would just discuss with them. Either I would discuss with them or I would help them in- indirectly because it is still bad in Pakistan if you recommend someone to go to a psychologist, they would might even slap you. That why are you recommending us recommending us to go to a psychologist? Do you think that we are mad? So uh, what I have done till now is that I have uh given full privileges to all the family members and friends that if you're feeling sad call me anytime even if i'm sleeping call me the moment when i would go back to pakistan i would implement this thing this strategy to help other people by 
providing them privileges in every capacity. If I'm a teacher, I would do this to my students. If I'm a supervisor, I would do this to my subordinates or like my colleagues over there. And if I'm a family member, I would help my family. Uh, in a friend's cohort, I would help my friends to better solve their problems. I might not directly counsel them or like to direct them to psychological services, but I would definitely help them in their uh, mental health problems. And I would share with them my story. Recently, I had an experience of a Pakistani student here at Wayne State. He came here and he was always complaining. And I was worried about him that this guy, he ended up coming in US and now he's freaking out. So I started it by telling him my story. So then he said that, okay, I think I also should go to counseling and psychological services. So I did not mention him directly that you should go, but he got the point. So this is how I want to do it in Pakistan as well. is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of The Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, Shabazz discussed his experiences as a Fulbright Scholar in Detroit. For more about Fulbright and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do so wherever you find your podcast. And you know we would love to hear from you. And so you can write to us. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. You can also find photos of each week's interviewee and a complete episode transcript at our webpage. That's at eca.state.gov slash 2233. Special thanks to Shabazz for sharing his stories and for sharing some delicious sweets when we sat down for the interview at Wayne State University Hospital in Detroit, Michigan. I did the interview and edited this segment. Featured music was Maisie Dreamer, A Little Powder, Gullwing Sailor, Petaluma, and Stuffed Monsters, all by Blue Dot Sessions. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time. <laughs>